1: Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start
0: your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
1: The NFL season is going strong. And DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHANNON. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code SHANNON only on DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours.
2: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPENY or text HOPENY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario? Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
3: <laughs> Look, man, I'm going to tell you straight up. I didn't fuck with him. You feel what I'm saying? So you didn't mess with who? I didn't fuck with with Pete. Uh-huh. And then I mean, you know, Russ was like just a quarterback for me. All
2: my life, been grinding. All my life, sacrifice, hustle
1: paid the price. Want a slice?
2: Got the roll of dice. That's why. All my life, I've been grinding. All my life. All my life, been grinding. All my life, sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice? Got the roll of dice. That's why. All my
3: life, I've been grinding. All my life.
1: Hello, welcome to another edition of Club Shay Shay. I am your host, Shannon Sharp. I'm also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay. And the guy that's stopping by for conversation and a drink today is a Super Bowl champ. He's a five-time Pro Bowler. He's a two-time NFL Russian touchdown leader, a two-time Pro Pro Bowl player. He's a member of the 2010 All-Decade 10 team. He's an entrepreneur, entertainment superstar, TV personality, actor, national treasure. He's here just so he doesn't get fined. Beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. Bro, how you doing? I'm good. Man. Did I get all? Did I get all of it in? Is there anything I left off? Man,
3: yeah, you did. Okay, well, go ahead and give it to me. What we leave off? Man, international player Extraordinary. <laughs> 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 okay. You, know you said this my camera. That's bro. your camera. Okay, let me do it myself. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we, in there. we we good to go now. We good
1: to go. We live and rocking. You've been very busy since hanging up the cleats. We're gonna get to your your football career and your playing days, but. You did a movie and it's called Bottoms and you took a role in honor for your sister because you said you wanted to write a wrong. Explain to our audience what you mean by that.
3: <laughs> oh man, you know uh, shit in high school, uh, you know, it's little birds chirping and shit and uh and come out and, you know, it come past my you know, what I mean my locker. You know, what I mean my sister was uh was gay or whatever, so I'm, and at the time, I'm like, man, what the fuck? I'm running around looking for my sister. And then when I found her, I kind of got at her in a in a way, in a manner which, you know, wasn't right. Right. And I know I kind of made my sister feel bad. And, I mean, you know, me and my sister went through, like, a little rocky time. You know, she was in college playing and shit. I'd pop up to the games. I mean, and she wouldn't, uh, you know, wouldn't even holler at me. So, you feel me? I just, you know I mean, as I... As I, as I grew, you know what I mean? So how old were you when you
1: first found this, when you first, the birds started chirping when and you I was, started?
3: I was about 16, 17. Is she older or younger than you? She's younger than me. Okay. You know what I mean, and I, you feel me? I'm a protector. My sister got at me like, hey look, check this out. <laughs> I, can't have no, I can't have no boys talking to me. I can't talk to no girls. Like, hey, what am I supposed to do? I sat there and I thought about like, damn, what it? like." Well, you make a lot of sense. You feel me? So, I mean, but since that point, you know I mean? My sister been my rock. Right. You feel me? She actually ran my store in Vegas.
1: So, when you find this out and your sister, all of a sudden, you go your way, you go, were you able to still maintain contact or was she just like distance? Nah, you said what you said. You got me in my feelings. Or were you like... I'm just big bro. I'm just looking out for you. I'm just trying to be your protector. I just want to make sure everything's okay. So how did she handle that?
3: Nah, you know what, man? My, my sister actually solid as fuck, though. You know what I'm talking about? And, uh, you know, how she played it, um, it was more like she knew I was going to come to the games. She just made sure she made me feel it. You know what I mean? Because little brother, we, we close family though. Right. You feel me? Big brother, little, uh, little brother, all my cousins and shit. So we all pop out the game. She make sure she get everybody a hug and <laughs> look at <laughs> me like, yeah, you know what type of time it is. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I felt it. And like I said, you know, the, I mean, the shit, that was all we had. Right. And you feel me? It was something really important because my mama always told me for sure, like, you never take family business outside right and the thing was you feel me so i i was i was i was overstepping boundaries and i was out of bounds on more than just the level of me not not handling that right with my sister but shit i was i mean disrespecting moms too because i took family business outside right and that's something i and from that point it was like that shit was mandatory for me like you know talking about stay on your p's and q's no matter what your yeah, I mean, you know, it was more so that I'm thinking I'm hurting my sister feelings. But shit, I was really the one in my feelings. Right. Yeah. Your sister got married. Facts. You were
1: very, very involved in this wedding. You planned it. You did everything. That's not normally the role that a brother normally plays. Why were you so involved in the wedding? Why did you feel so compelled to become so involved?
3: Uh, I mean, it was a few reasons, and mainly the the, the biggest reason of why I was is because we used to plan funerals from where we from, okay? i mm-hmm. and the opportunity for uh, you know for my sister to get married, that shit was bigger than shit at life, bigger than life for me at that point. Uh, considering you feel me, pops just died, right? Uh, uh, you know. Uh, my auntie and one of my closest friends just died. And, and I mean, going to three frontal rows this was, I mean. Uh, okay. This
1: was something really to celebrate. I know we're supposed to celebrate yeah. home goings because there's no more pain, no more suffering. But this was such a joyous occasion considering the road that you and your sister. Now all of a sudden, y'all was run, walking parallel. Now you intersect.
3: Exactly. And then when she got at me like... Uh, because, I mean, at first, she was going to have my uncle walk her down. And then she like, you, you walk me down the aisle? And I'm talking about, "Oh shit, like, hell yeah, it was no question. <laughs> I mean? So then when she, you know, put that kind of on me, then it's like, oh, shit, now I'm in it. I get to walk her down. You know what I mean? What you need? What we need to do. What we need to take care right. of. Let's get it done. I mean, I done, like I said, we done plan so many funerals, like. So this was, this was huge.
1: Considering how close you and your sister are, had she gone that path and let her, let your uncle do it, would you have felt some type of way?
3: No, nah, hell no. Nah. Because like I told you, we, when I say we're a close family, we're a close family. Right. You feel me? I, and the, as close as we are, shit, I wouldn't have been surprised if she would have called Marcus, Josh, Real, yeah. You know what I mean? Any any one of us, shit, our cousin, because the way we was raised, it wasn't like, this your cut, that that's your brother. Right. Because if one go out and one fight, you all fight. Right. And that was just how we was. So the relationship that I had with my sister, she got, yeah, I mean, three brothers, but she really got 10, 15 brothers. Exactly. <laughs> you 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 know how that go. You know how black families are. Hey, since everybody get married, what's up with you? What's up with me? The marriage. You supposed to tie the knot. You 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 look yeah, at the congratulations. I'm.
0: <laughs> proud of you.
3: I'm proud of.
1: You. <laughs> Nah, I don't.
3: Yeah. Proud, we proud of. I don't yeah. know about you. I seen, I seen I seen uh Ocho just hit you with the same Yeah, man. Looks. He trying to marry me so off. Now you trying to do it. <laughs> you trying to crush it. I see this a generational thing, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you've been busy. I mean, this is, as I look at you now and how active you are, talkative. Compared to where you were in your playing days, uh, you visit the Amish community. You're doing so much. Is this who you really were when you played, or this is someone that just came up out of a shell?
3: No, I, to be honest, this this always been me. Right. The the opportunities was different. Right. I mean, and the situation and the, the circumstance was different as well. And I mean, it's more so like uh, then it was. It was like while I was playing, it wasn't that I wouldn't talk. It was just it was I just wouldn't talk to the media. <laughs> and then I mean, you know, you take that and make it what you want to. Right. You get, they got to paint their narrative. Right. And the narrative was I don't talk. Right.
1: So so when did when when did this this I don't talk to the media? You get drafted up to Buffalo in the first round. Uh, you had some success there. Uh, you go to obviously you're, you're mainly known for what transpired in Seattle. That's where the I think the name beast mode and the way you ran, the physical style in which you played and the team kind of took on your personality, the legion of boom, because they get it. They're standing on the sideline. They're watching you run the football. When did this take place that you know what? Y'all got narratives and y'all going to paint me. If I say one thing, y'all going to say I said something else and you try to make me look foolish, so I just don't fool with y'all.
3: Oh, uh, it was that. I mean, it was more so like uh shit. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? It was the first, I mean, when I first got out of jail the first time, it was like um you know, I'm listening to, I'm talking to these individuals, media guys or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, you the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, you know, they ain't had nothing like this since um, Thurman Thomas and blah, 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 blah. I got that. So little trouble had facing adversity. And then it was like, oh, I knew he was a thug. <laughs> I knew this nigga really shit. It was only a matter of time before. I'm like, damn, you feel me? Like That's you know, not what y'all same. said. Just- it was the same motherfucker last week. I mean, talking about how great it was. Oh, okay. No, nah, oh. But then what it showed me was these were individuals who, I mean, probably in their personal life, with some bitches, you know what I mean. And if you a bitch in your personal life, then you probably gonna be a bitch at work. And the thing was, I didn't see it for what it. <clears throat> I didn't see it for what it really was. But I just knew I didn't fuck with bitch ass niggas. So if I wouldn't fuck with you there, I wouldn't fuck with you at work. It just so happened that we at work. We got to an intersect. We, we, and you got the. You got a job got to do. I got a job to do. But you got the opportunity to paint this picture about me, and I'm not finna go back and forth with you because. I mean, that wasn't how it was ready. If we had a problem, we go outside, we get down, handle what we handle, and then it's up. Right. But that wasn't a situation, and it just got to the point where that shit just got dragged, drug out, and uh, they had the upper hand on me because they was going to go and speak about this shit every week. Right. But then at the end of the day, it wasn't my concern because it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I ain't really... What you you, you saying to me, that shit don't, it don't, it don't make me eat, it don't make me piss, nor do it make me shit, so it don't really concern me too much.
1: Is that one of the reasons that you got up out of Buffalo? It had gotten, the the noise from the media had gotten so loud that you needed to change your scenery?
3: Uh, That was a part of it, but shit, I I mean, the the police out there, (laughs) I mean, they was... I get pulled over going to work. I get pulled over coming from work. I got pulled over in the stadium, leaving the game. I'm still on the property of the Buffalo Bills and I got pulled over uh, twice in the facility. It just wasn't it wasn't going. Uh, it wasn't gonna work.
1: out. But they heard you be on that hand before you uh, They was heard you was on that hand uh, before. See, look this way before. That was before. That was before
3: this. Fast forward. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you
1: know what I mean?
3: <laughs> they ain't know nothing about that. Nah, Mark. Nah. They ain't know nothing about that beast, mode. Nah. nah, nah. They was still trying to figure out how I got dreadlocks. Right. Like, how does hair do that? What? What kind of hair is that? Right. They were still trying to figure that out. Right. So, yeah, that wasn't. Oh man, oh shit. But that's a that's a that's a fucked up feeling. I you right. feel me, I go in here, you know what I mean, rush for 100 yards, two touchdowns, and, and before I even get to the street, I'm just, shit. I look up and I see the billboard on the stadium, the beast mode billboard here, and you know what I mean, the players' cars here, and behind I see them cherries and berries with 5-0 on me. Talking about turn off the car. <laughs>
1: That quick, hold on, you just <laughs> left the stadium. Uh, they were just cheering. You had 80,000 just uh, cheering for you.
3: not even get to the street. That's how serious it was. Set up, uh, you know, our pair of personnel, dude. You know what I mean? Hey, take me down to the police station. I need to, we need to go holler at the chief or something. We go in there, we sit down. It's like, yeah, have a meeting? All right, we gonna, we gonna figure that out. I get pulled over on the way to the game. Hey, man, I just wanted to... Man, my son is a huge fan. Man, you can't do that. You, you can't come pulling me over. I'm on the way to, bro, you finna work the game. Like, why are you pull me over right now to tell me about your son when you could have just brought your son to the facility and, hey, what's And happening? I hooked him up. What's happening? Man, and it, it was getting spunky. You know, it. that was around the time where all of the shit with, you know what I mean? The, Police, they, well, that was broad, and it ain't nothing that ain't already been happening. But now they broadcasting it, right? Me? So it's like shit. Every time I see them chairs and berries behind me, I'm trying to figure out shit. Is this the one? Right? Is this the one? Like man, you feel me? So I, I you know, give my agent like, hey, you got to make something happen for sure.
1: So you asked to be moved out of Buffalo?
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was just time. Yeah. That was too much. Right. <laughs> Hey, hold on. These is uh. This is my drink. These edibles, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is my. This is my drink. Laportier. Okay. Yes, sir. Now, okay. see,
1: bees. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's shade by Laportier. That's me. Shade yeah. called me, and uh, Laportier is.
3: What <laughs> you, the biggest man? Well, I, I can I hire you? You the best salesman <laughs> I've ever seen, man.
1: Tell me that ain't some- Now, go. You go ahead. And tell the truth. If that's smooth or what? Yeah, that's smooth as fuck. Now you'd have you had said that Lapoie. Yeah, we are get uh-huh. you. We gonna get you a couple of bottles up out here. Uh, yeah, I mean you might be an ambassador.
3: You want to do some work, work with me? Shit, you know I got my own thing. You
1: got Kanye too?
3: Nah, I got a tequila. That's what I'm saying. I got a tequila. I got some truck. Well, shit, I guess that's a different. Yeah. Uh, different lanes. You yeah. Know we got different. We got two different cars. All right, fuck it. <laughs> Let's be right. <laughs> I told you, you the best salesman that sat across from in a long time. Do you think? Because it's hard. I, I don't remember.
1: Um, I, I We played in Buffalo a lot, but I'm not so sure that they were used to seeing a whole lot of guys with dreads and tattoos. Mm-mm. I mean, you from West Coast, that's upstate New York. Mm. So, I mean, they know, they're probably thinking, you not
3: from here now. No, I'm not from there. Well, Eddie Murphy say? you tell by the way I walk. I can do the dude, country nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They they, they knew it, though. You feel me? And I, it was crazy because when I got up there, uh, uh, you know, when they, uh, that, that first, what is it called? Uh, that first day. That press
1: got the introduction, when they yeah. introduce you, the Barton, yeah, you got the jersey number one. You number one.
3: Hey, what's up? I'm telling man, what's up? I'm going to go celebrate all the shit. All right. We go down to a, a bar and they had a Confederate flag hanging there. I'm like, damn, what kind of, uh, kind of American flag is this? <laughs> that's Confederate flag. What? What is that? So I'm trying to, hey, let me get some Hennessy. They looking at me like, Girl, what the fuck is you doing in here? Like, right. why you, why you in here? Ex- excuse me, like, is you lost? Like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm trying to find some Hennessy. Y'all got Hennessy back there? Look up at that big ass flag, like, I'm, shit, I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean, like I said, I'm West Coast. That ain't something big to us out there. Right. Like, you feel me? Everybody come, look up again, like, no, we don't got no Hennessy. No, I see the Hennessy right there. Then I get the message. Oh. We ain't got no Hennessy for you. Oh. This is white only's lick. <laughs> this is white only Hennessy. All right, I'm going to go down the street because I don't know what the fuck. But it was serious. That Buffalo was serious. But I mean, when I get out in uh, the city of Buffalo, then it's different. Because, you know, they put you in the, the suburbs. Yeah. Out. Outside and everything, but when I get to the city of Buffalo, now it was different. Oh yeah, they fucked with me. They love me, right? And I, and I, I for sure love but I knew, I knew Buffalo was different when I came out there, and it was goddamn negative zero degrees. And boy, ain't had no damn shirt on with the bills rolled across his belly. I said, oh yeah, they different. Oh they different. Oh they different for sure. They jumping off the goddamn things. All oh, I said, oh yeah, they. They enjoying themselves out here.
1: I'm looking at your hands. You're tatted. How old were you when you got your first tattoo? Uh, Thirteen. Did your mom know about it? Mom's took me. She took you. Yeah. So you said. So how did this conversation go? You like, mom? I'm. You know, I think I want to get a tattoo. And she says, Well, it's your birthday.
3: <laughs> well, it was that birthday. simple. It's your birthday. Okay. I mean, you know, mom's was <laughs> what they call progressive. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean? so my, moms, my mom. My mom. I mean, I, I I don't know if you met my mom or seen my mom, but my mom coming with the shit, right? Yeah. So I mean, you know, it wasn't like, yeah. I mean, she was thinking, you know, ahead of time, like there's gonna be something, you know. What I mean, your damn hands, your neck, yeah. You know, you know what I mean, all that. She probably wasn't thinking that far, but as far as like, you know, being there and being supportive right. of her kids, yeah, she was that, right? For sure.
1: So you got your first tattoo. What was it?
3: Uh, I got a Taurus. <laughs> Okay, a little bull on right. my arm right here. I'm right. covered up now, though, but that was my first one.
1: And that was being. What's up? I'm John
2: Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one on one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it all?
1: of the tattoos did you did you know from that first tattoo that you like
3: yeah it's going to be more of these no nah, you know it to be honest with you every tattoo is my <laughs> it, it feel like my first tattoo and in my mind while I'm getting it it's my last one so every one I got <laughs> is my first and my last tattoo and then somehow I just keep ending up with more of these motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> you had a favorite quote you was like hey you told nfl players take care of your chickens i say Take care. I'll save your money Same. because this ish do not last forever. No sir. Why did you feel that was such an important and a profound statement for you to make at that time?
3: Right then and there. I mean, you know, because when I retired, what two or three times? At, so shit. <laughs> um, I just remember when, it was when I first came in the league, um, and they financial advisor was putting up all these names of all these uh, great players. And at that time, you know what I mean? If you play in the NFL, you're the richest person on earth. Yeah. And he put up all these names and I'm looking at him like, man, these, I'm thinking like, oh, he he got a, a all-star roster okay. and he's all bankrupt. And I'm like, ooh, shit, hold on. These, these some of the people yeah. I look up to who I would think like set for forever. You're right. All right. And then after I, I mean, I went to the Raiders and I come in the locker room and I heard some of the young bulls, they was in there chopping it up about, you know, what I mean, yeah, I got man, I got bread. And how they were, you know, what I mean, comparing who had more bread was they were talking about Yeezys. Like, man, I got the Yeezys. Some, some, some. Oh, nigga, they ain't shit. I got the Yeezys from when he had did the ones with Nike. And I'm like, Damn, they comparing Yeezys on how they got bread, and I'm thinking, like, I just closed on my my restaurant and went went to escrow, and I'm like, well, fuck, if they got bread and they talking you know, about shoes, sneakers, Yeezys, and then I just bought, you know, what I mean, my building, my, my 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 second building, I'm like, then where the fuck am I at? So instantly, I go over there, I holler at him, and I kick game with them on, you know, some situations, and like damn OG, and when they said that, like, oh, I kind of felt it on me, you know what I mean? To, you know I mean? To get a little young bull some ism.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Same thing when I had got back uh, to Seattle that round, and it was like, I knew, I knew I was on, um, i not gonna say my way out, but I knew it wasn't no coming back for me this time. Right. And I mean, gave me an opportunity, and I mean, realistically, the last the last thing that you'll get from me while I was in a league was basically telling the younger generation that coming up, little little shit to take care of. You know what I mean? For when you're done, you like you were just saying a little earlier, you going over here doing the shit with the Amish in, You know what I mean? Now you just living life and and enjoying shit. After you done put in so much time at work, when you done, you should be able to reward yourself with whatever it is that you want to do. Right. Make sure you take care of what you need to. So when it comes to that time, you can do that. Right.
1: Did you ever think when you came into the league that you would be that wise elder statement statesman that was passing on that info that you
3: was gonna be the the OG? Nah, cause we all, you know, and when we come in, we all We think have we're gonna play mindset. forever. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be doing this forever. But I mean, you know, uh my situation was a little different because, yeah, I mean, Barry was my was my was my guy right Barry had 10 and I'm thinking in my mind like hey if I could get 10 then I'm straight so I mean of Barry? Barry Sanders okay so I kind of had that 10 year you know what I mean mark which I felt would have been a solid career for me right and I mean without without putting you know too much brain power behind it as I'm going you know what I mean? And then as I started getting older, I started getting better. I'm uh, like, damn. You know what I mean? Now it's easy. Because now I got a program. You know what I mean? I know how to... Uh, Training program, eating oh, program. hey, no. I, I, The whole, nine. Nah, it just made this shit easy. Uh, oh, you know what I mean? Maybe I'll just go ahead and, and let this run. You know what I'm talking about? So, I mean, you know, but I never thought that I would end up being the OG that the youngsters would call, like, you know what I mean? Let me get some, ism. put me on with something, OG. But when I did, it was like, shit, it ain't no, it ain't no different. Because, I mean, where I, where I was at, I always stayed in a position where I was giving back. So, you know what I mean? When it came time to do it in the NFL, mm-hmm. I had already had a little, you know what I mean, a little work at it. Right. Who
1: was the guy for you that when you got into the league, kind of took you under their wing and said, hey, check this out, young fella. Man, beers like
3: oh shit it was a lot of them i mean you know i i got blessed over there in buffalo i had a lot of i had a lot of ogs that's when the league still you know what i mean value veteran yeah so i got to play under that but i mean you know out of all of them when i think about it just in terms of you know what i mean keeping my keeping my business right was would probably be uh uh brad butler he he i don't know why he just was a dude who stuck out to me uh, when I think back to why I did some of the shit that I did, and he was a big part of that, right, yeah,
1: you mentioned like you invest heavily, you were able to I heard you say you say you saved just yeah, you said that you saved a lot of your money, that the money that you spent was you know endorsements, car signing appearances right that the bulk of your contract that that the Bills, the Seahawks and the Raiders paid you, stash that away. Yeah. Did you always have that mindset for saving for a rainy day? Or did you
3: acquire that over the years? No, I I, I came in like that. But that was the, a part of the reason of why I said Brad Butler was probably one of the biggest influences on on that situation with me. Like I was saying, the, the first meeting that they had with the uh, financial advisor, you put up all them names and I seen that. Right. I damn near fell asleep throughout this whole meeting until I seen, until I heard him.
1: Until the name popped up there because that's familiarity. I know, I know, I know the people. How they play all them years, make all that money and they ain't got no money now? Nothing. So now
3: it's reality to you. So now I'm hollering that. I tell him like, hey, you know, Can you run that? He like financial advisor tell me basically like Marshawn, you just slept through my whole meeting, bro. So now you want me to give you a whole presentation? I said, no, I don't want you to give me a whole shit. I just want you to uh, help me not become one of them players on the board. Right. Oh, okay. So we part ways and I tell Brad Butler, I'm talking to him like, yeah, bro, you feel me? Uh, He said, man, that financial advisor is good. Well, okay. well, uh," I'm like, how much money you got with him? He like, none. like, you know, my family come from from money. Right. We got our own financial advisor. I'm like, well, shit. How can I talk to your financial advisor? <laughs> he laughed at me. I'm going to You don't make enough money. <laughs> I said, hold on, what you mean I don't make enough money? I was just the first round of shit, bro. Yeah, we got we got generational money. You know what I'm talking about? Right. This that you got, man, it, you wouldn't even be able to get a meeting with my guy. But this guy is good. That's why I'm telling you. Right. I'm like, oh, all right, that's cool. So then as we chopping it up, he kind of threw something at me, just about you know learning, cause I you know I got drafted, what, uh, at twenty, draft was the twenty first, and I or the twenty second, I know the twenty third, and I got drafted. My birthday on the twenty second, and I think the draft was on the twenty first. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, man, I don't shit, I don't even know how to, you know I mean, realist realistically spend money. Right. I mean, I know how to take it out of my pocket and give it right. to somebody. But, but that, did, the, did you have like, a checking account at that
1: time? Did you had? Did, did you ever
3: had you ever gone to man, the bank? I had my putting, little college uh, where they put my 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 lapel, scholarship. Your little pill money. Yeah, I had that. But I mean, I should realistically, I walked around with my uh, <laughs> with my signing bonus on me for at least like three weeks. I had my signing bonus on me. Look because at I ain't know because I ain't you ain't know you what to know, do no, with no, it. no banks and all right. that kind of shit like that. So he like more shine. It probably be it'll probably be good. Uh, you know, if you had somebody help you want your money, this down a the third. OK, well, I know another financial advisor over here that I talked to that I pretty I'm like, shit, well, I'm going to just have one over here and I give all of my money that I make off the field. I just put it over here and the money that I make on the field. I'll put it over here and then any kind of questions I got or if some shit pop up, I'll just cross-reference. Ask one, ask one about something, and I don't understand it. I go and drop some, some words over to this financial advisor and look at, it. what how the fuck you know that? But anyway, let me give you some game on it. So I mean, that was the, the way that I worked the two. Yeah. I had my off-the-field money in one account, my on-the-field money with a different financial advisor.
1: I mean. Shit worked out.
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Knicks anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks' biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more.
1: You got a blender. Yeah, you. you got a bike. <laughs> you got a You got a blender. You got yeah. You got a bike. You got cleats. You got cell phones.
3: Yeah. Bro, I got the hook up. How <laughs> uh.
1: So what what made you become so entrepreneurial? Were you always as a kid were you like this? Did you have a lemonade stand? Did you mow grass? Did you did you fix bicycles? I mean, when did you ha- develop this entrepreneurial skill?
3: Well, I mean, shit, I'm I'm from Oakland. Mm, straight hustle. Yeah, I was about to say you Straight you're... hustling. Pimp players and hustlers, man. And yeah, I mean, just being in that environment alone, like if you don't pick up nothing, then you you shit, you dead weight remove yourself you get out the way and if I mean there's so much shit going on if you can't learn something then you gotta be trying that on purpose right cause I mean just the, the like I mean you know my my, my situation was I, I've always liked to learn but it was hard for me to learn right and I didn't know how to cause I couldn't sit down and read no book right you know what I mean I, that wasn't the way that I was gonna learn that. and I couldn't sit in no class learn no classroom and Learn then, but for whatever reason are you a visual learner i'm a visual and i'm a do this shit learner so when you i go out in the streets and i ha- i see them doing it but i have to do it myself in right. order to actually get a grasp of it okay so, you know what i mean so as i started to you know what i mean as i grew you know what i mean right. did different shit sold this sold that you know what i mean got into this got into that okay and then shit just, you know, what I mean, it, it was it was working and shit stuck. Right. And then I mean, you know, uh we as we as I look back on it now, it's like, well shit, you got drafted at twenty, so I mean, you know, after high school, you graduate high school, what, 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. It was really like two, two, three years of really just trying to figure it out on your own before I got drafted and now it's like, okay, now we gotta, now we gotta uh we got to last not come in last. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know the mind switch had had changed, but I mean, you know as much as much credit as I would like to take for this shit. You know I mean, I really had I, I was blessed with the team around me. And I mean, when I say the team around me, it's number one, you know I mean, um uh the from the financial team to my agent, you know I mean, but it was really my my family though. Yeah. Because they pushed me in ways to be, to be great, in which I didn't even know that they were doing. And I don't even know if they knew that they were doing it. Right. But the way that we held each other accountable was different than how, you know, I've seen most athletes and people be around them. I didn't have a bunch of yes men or do boys around me. I didn't I didn't have that shit. I had motherfuckers tell me like, nigga you tripping even in the situations to where i did fuck up i make sure i get them out the way because i knew that that was my decision right. to fuck up now when i see them yeah they're gonna let me have it as the same way i would do to them right so we all held each other accountable for that and i mean you know i, I think it turned out pretty good for yeah. us i got a cousin that's still playing over in uh baltimore this but damn this josh my what 13th 14th year in the league then i got another cousin playing for the raiders who all we was all in that same circle and we all did that to each other and to see that going the individuals who behind the scenes was the ones who really pushing it right um how much
1: has your team changed over the years have they, it has it been interchangeable the rock the rock is the rock
3: man that's why I'm, I realistically I've been blessed I can honestly say that I have been blessed. I never changed financial advisors, ain't fired no agent. And then as far as my family, everybody, I mean, shit is, I mean, you have fallout some, you know, you drop some here and there, but the core of the core, still, still the okay. core. You ownership group
1: of the USL champ uh, soccer team, uh the Oakland Roost, uh SC Investor and MMA Professional Fighting League. You have PFL. You have, man, but yeah, but you got a lot of irons in the fire. You yeah. talk about me selling, man. You, <laughs>
3: man. <laughs> man. if if you sit back, you feel me. What my boy Jay Stalin said, he said, "You got two ears and one mouth for a reason," and I believe that. And listen, pay attention. It, it ain't so bad, right? It might work out for you. When brands come to beast mode,
1: they come to Marshawn Lynch. What's some of the must-haves in your contract for it to make sense to you?
3: You said some of the must-haves. Must-haves. This
1: this got to be included, or it doesn't it just doesn't make sense to me.
3: Well, no, nah, man. I'm a, I'm i <laughs> I'm a fair guy. I'm a fair guy. Right. Some of the things in which I do, I do any deal that I get, I try and maximize it to where I'm not the only person that that eat off the deal. Right. And then like you said, I have, you know lot of eyes on the farm. Uh, in that situation, when uh, I think about it, okay, I have a production company. So if somebody come in, they want to do some type of media shit. Okay, well, hire my production team. All right, I got a stylist in here. All right, hire them to get me right. And we go from there. Security team. Okay, well, we want to make sure we secure the premises. So we got got my that. team to do that. I got a restaurant. So therefore, hey, we need catering. We, we got rock. That. We gonna rock like that. So, any way that there is an opportunity for wow. me to bring on any of the other businesses that I have, then I'm gonna do that for sure.
1: i like that. That's like a 360. You hey, you see me? You got to see. You got to see him, him, her,
3: that. I mean, yeah, most of the time you're gonna see me with the with the same individuals. Right. And so, therefore, that is. It's just like. I mean, I'm. A, I'm gonna push for that. But I mean, you know, at the same time, I understand, you know, I mean, I understand the business to some point where that that might not just that just might not work.
1: Right. Yeah. But I mean, but if you got to, if you got to have those, if you're going to do catering, I got I got I got a restaurant. I'm in the catering business.
3: I'd rather eat this shit anyway. You go's going to go get me some of them old sloppy ass sandwiches with hella mayonnaise. <laughs> I don't get down like that. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to have auntie them come and bring uh, them greens. You know what I mean? Them red beans and rice. Yeah. You know I mean? Shit. Yeah, you feel what I'm talking you about? You got oxtails you over gonna, there? We gonna, Yeah, we got oxtails. For sure. Oxtails. play like banging still. like that? Come on now. Man, it's just the truth. You feel me?
1: This ain't made up. You huh? got a clothing brand beast mode. And on Super Bowl Media Day, <laughs> you had the Beast Bowl gear on. Man, fuck. But you told her you was just there so you didn't get fired.
3: That was it. That was it. That but was it. I was probably up to about, at that point in time, I was probably up to about 1.2 and fines. What? Yeah. Because they st- what they did was they, they started doubling it on they, you. They put the squeeze on me, and then they went back to the year, la- the year before that. Oh, you left out of the before the... uh, Hold
1: on. Hold on. Hold on, Beesbo. Hold
3: on. So, uh, we we on your head. Let me get an aftertrap, fam.
1: Hold on. So,
3: you're at the Super
1: Bowl. Now, they're going to retroactively go back and say, you know what? Now that we think about it, you missed some other appearances that we about to tax you on. Yes, sir. So, did you have a conversation, uh, uh, Commissioner Goodell? I... I (sighs) Did you have a conversation with commission?
3: Man, Goodell, Adolfo Birch, my agent, uh, D. Maurice Smith. Yeah, the whole nine. They are. Yeah, they was all on there. And see, I was so. You know I mean? I'm. Oh, I'm big. I'm bad. Anti this. Anti that. And they sitting there telling me, "We're not telling you you got to talk, Marshawn. We're just telling you got to make yourself available." So that, um, so, and so I can't pay attention because I'm so mad. At, you back? You ain't hear nothing. I'm talking head. to no media. Y'all trying to make me talk. Trying to make me this. Trying to. Marshawn, we're not trying to make you talk. We make just want away. you to make yourself available. He had to tell me that shit like three or four times, and then it finally clicked. Like, and then I think I, I heard like some little whisper that just gave me the cheat code. Like, oh shit, they saying. Oh, they just say like I got to be available. I don't got to talk. I'm like, oh, shit. I ain't going to. Oh, all right. Cool, cool, cool. I try to play it. all. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Whatever, whatever. The phrase. They was telling me already, and I thought I would heard something special. <laughs> but they been trying to tell you this for a minute. For a minute, but that's how, you know, when, you, when you're in your mind and, I mean. You ain't really
1: trying to hear them like that?
3: It'll go right over your head. So the phrase. I'm just
1: here so I don't get fined. Was that spot on or did you have, were you thinking about that?
3: Nah, it, I, as I'm sitting there, I'm just, I don't know what the hell going on. I don't know how this finna play out. I don't know what's finna pop. And uh, as I'm going out there, um, Sherm asked me, well, what you gonna do? I tell him, I'm gonna tell you what I'm not, I'm not gonna get fined. <laughs> so when I got up there and it was just like, you know what I mean? At that point in time, it's like, well. You know, shit, I'm asking myself, well, what are you going to do? Like, shit, I'm, well, you here, you did what you needed to do. Oh, I'm I'm just here, so I won't get fined. So it was just a true statement. That's the only reason why I was sitting down at this seat. I'm making myself available. You know what I mean? I ain't got nothing to say to y'all, though. That's it. <laughs> that was it. It was the truth. You 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 were the grill
1: king. I don't know. You might have been one of the first guys to wear grill it. Were you the first guy to wear grill in the NFL?
3: Oh man, you know, uh Edge was the one who Yeah, you're right, you're right. Edge. edge got, man, Edge had all gold. Oh <laughs> shit. Edge Ed True Ed Florida. Man, I'm telling you. You know what I mean? And then it was, you know what I mean? Cause like I said, I'm uh, I'm West Coast, so when you see it, like, oh, them niggas over there wear goes too. Like, oh, they got grills and hella shit too. But you feel me, they or mine I could, you know, put in and take out. Right. I think they shit might have been permanent. No, they locked. So you feel me?
0: What's up? I'm John
2: Wall. And I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, king of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all?
1: I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all.
3: Yeah, yeah. oh yeah they oh shit we they got real niggas everywhere and then i'm watching edge do it on 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 sun like
1: because edge had the locks too
3: and he was a cold i'm talking cold thank you i appreciate it yeah so man but i mean as far as like yeah i mean that was somebody who i say like I, it can be done yeah you, you can be yourself. Right. It can be done. Right. Because Edge
1: says that. I lost out on a lot of money because they wanted me to ditch the locks and ditch the grills. And I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, this me, this is Edge. Right. Did anybody ever approach you and say, hey, Marshawn, you know, hey, you, you know, <laughs> get that low cut, you know, get the, get, the, get the whites going. And, hey, you can
3: be straight. Yeah, uh, I did. Coach Teffert. Oh, at Cal. Yep look at your hair. You got this gold teeth in your fucking mouth. You fucking sag your pants. Like, what, what, what are you? I'm me. That's <laughs> what so you mean, what am I? I'm me. So we we head button, clashing, and you know what I mean? He sooner or later found out that, yeah, he was not lying. He is him. And that's that's what he gonna do. That's right. who he is. I say, bro, you worried about my hair and my. I I got a 3.2 GPA at Cal. I show up to work every day and I'm giving you 100 a 100 of the game. Man, what what so what's wrong with what I got going on? You 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 prefer I don't do that. But the truth is the truth. I'm me. I mean, I'm I ain't never had a 3.2. I ain't never had a 3.0 in my life. And I got a 3.2 at the University of California, Berkeley? Man, you couldn't tell me shit. You couldn't <laughs> tell me shit. I thought I was the smartest motherfucker <laughs> on. God, 3.2 at Cal. Yep. Yeah. So how many grills do
1: you think you've had over your career?
3: Mm. Man, I done had a few. Shit. Any special ones? I say plus 10 plus. Um, What's the most special grill that you got? Uh, the ones I got now. Because they ain't going nowhere.
1: Oh, them they, them they locked.
3: Yeah, them in there. Them ain't going nowhere. Them ain't going nope, No
1: <laughs> So, when you said you walked around with your signing bonus for almost three weeks. Check uncashed. When you finally cashed the check, what was the first purchase? Big purchase you got.
3: Mm. The first was... Mom's house. Okay, got mom a crib. Got mom's house, and I mean, you know, the real estate in Buffalo was pretty cheap. I got uh, something nice, and I mean, you know the, but I mean, to be honest with you, uh, you know, my first year when I got when I, you know, I mean, my check, the, the the biggest purchase I was going that that I say I was spending was, um, we was we was we was cleaning up shit. Yeah, you know I mean, my brother had just went to jail, so you know what I mean, bail and lawyer fees. Um, a lot of lawyer fees. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of lawyer Serious fees. crime? A lot of lawyer fees. I mean, you know, he did what he did. We got right. past it. You know, I mean, you know, I had mine as well. So that was that was my biggest purchase. But along the way of all of this shit that was going on. And one of the main things that kept me, I say, what is it? They use a word for it. Cheap. <laughs> cheap was, I'm like, Three man, I'll, 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 never, I'll never have to eat top ramen noodles again unless I want to. Right. And I, like I said, I didn't know what spending money really was. So I'm thinking, you know what I mean? You take a hundred, you're going to bust that down. That shit gone. Yeah. So I'm. That's how I'm thinking. Every time you know, motherfuckers spend some like that, it's gonna be gone. So, yeah, I mean, I was holding on to shit. Like, yeah, you know I mean, I got drafted in 2007. I didn't buy my house till like 2013, 14, something like that. So I mean, you know, I was, I was, I was really trying to hold on to my shit, make my shit last. Right. Yeah, I mean, I remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I was playing with, OGs. You feel me? That, that, that old school, loan money. And we'd go out, and go shopping, they going to the Gucci, the Louis store, you know what I mean, spending $550 on some shoe, And I'm like, how? <laughs> Jordan's 120 and I'm trying to, feel me? I'm trying to find a jug on them. <laughs> you
4: know
3: what I mean? And I remember probably like my third year in the league was I, I bought my first pair of Gucci shoes and I had them motherfuckers I tell to about 10 years. You held on to the thing. man. I'm telling you, hell, you know, my pride and joy, <laughs> pride and joy. Cause I, I thought if I spent the money, I was gonna be broke again. And I'm like, I ain't, I ain't going to that.
1: Man, I'm looking at you on the '86 Honda Civic and a Tor- Toyota Prius with millions, millions
3: in their cap. '86 Accord? <laughs> nah, man. Man, tell them whoever gave you that. Tell them they 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 fool you with that. With a ninety six. With a ninety six Accord. No, nah, I had a, a Toyota Corsica. I had a. I Corsica. mean that
1: that's worse than the Civic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you should have rolled. You should have rolled with the Civic. Man, that Corsica, man, that was my thing, boy. That thing was getting me from point A to point B and solid. I, we e brake that thing all the way up and down the street. <laughs> 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 was sliding. <at> me. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, man. You drifted in the Corsica? Drifted that motherfucker like Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I'm telling you, they should have came and got me for the Fast and Furious. <laughs> we yeah. were
1: talking earlier. You got three low sca- three spots. You got one, Oak Town. You got one in Vegas. You got one in Hawaii. What made you decide to get a place in
3: Hawaii? Um, The Pro Bowl. Yeah, I mean, when I went out there the first time, I seen the... The, I, you know they keep you on the resorts yeah yeah I had a uh, were well, y'all at the Iolani? yes sir <laughs> yes sir we the first we went to the Iolani yeah so y'all so yeah, thank you cause y'all set up the uh, the whole little get down for us for when we got there but, yeah. Yeah, I mean they was having all these cars and everything but uh I don't know it did take long so you feel me we called a taxi right and the taxi driver we got e Piney. I remember her like it was yesterday uh um, she took us, uh you know, to downtown Waikiki. Yeah,
1: Waikiki. Yeah.
3: And uh, on the way out there, you know, what I mean, like, you know, piney you know, my family trying to get some bud. She, oh, all right, cool. We slide through the hood out there, hella shit. I'm like, right. oh, it's nice, but I'm looking at the living conditions, and I'm looking at the people. And no matter where we went, they were all happy. Right. I'm talking about happy with just living life. And I I could respect that. And uh um, I think they uh the the uh, my cousin was playing for the Rams, I think at the time, and they had a game out there. And I went out there and uh I'm like, you know what, man, I'm gonna look at some properties. So after the game, you know, I went and rode around and shit, seen some nice shit. But I went to uh, North Shore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, this. Hella nice over here, country, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When i get out, look around, wasn't nobody, you know what I mean, worried or bothering me. If somebody recognized me, they threw up the deuce, I threw it back and kept it pushing. Oh yeah, they just happy with living life. So that was how that spot came about, real talk.
1: So you get over there just to get away, kick your heels up, everybody just just living life.
3: Just living life. And it's a good spot to have, for, you know what I mean? A family need to get away for a minute, go ahead and kick back. You're in the restaurant business. Uh, Rob's Ben's restaurant. What do you,
1: what do you, what what, what are you, is home cooking? What, yeah. what you guys serve? Uh,
3: so soul food? Soul food, seafood. Yeah.
1: So, so if I go, if I go to, if I go to uh, uh, Rob's uh, restaurant, Yeah. what should I order? You said, what should you order? Yeah. What I like to get, I like to get, uh, I'm not sure what, what you, like I'm going to, to say, say I'm whatever. allergic to shellfish. But okay. I'm I, I like it. if I go to a different spot spot like yours, I'm a sampler. So give me some of this, give me the oxtail. Okay, so yeah, you give okay. me the you know the turkey neck, give me the you know
3: fried you chicken, gonna, pork, in pork in. chop. Oh yeah, but well, shit, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then you feel me? The the way it is is you feel me? You 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 tell Auntie, uh, you know, what I mean you like some that she don't got on the me. What she gonna do is she gonna have somebody go get it and then she gonna ask you how you want it. You gotta get hello.
1: That's how you're <laughs> Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean the restaurant is, is is a it's a staple in the community. The, right. The, the lady that I bought it from had it for about 30 years. Right. And she was ready to go. Uh so you know when I acquired it, um, you know, the the name Rob Beans come from my uh from uh my cousin who got uh who got killed. Oh so okay. you feel me I, I named it Rob Benz in memory of him. I mean it was just he was a staple in our community. So, you know, I mean, for him to live on, I mean, uh, that's how we got the name. But yeah, if you looking for something and and it ain't in there, Auntie gonna make it happen. I mean, all the way down to the desserts.
1: So what's the desserts? I like desserts. Mm. You know I'm gonna take my lactose pills before I go in there because <laughs> yeah, that dairy I mean, go gonna,
3: gonna, yeah, gonna bother I mean, my stomach.
1: You, but you, you banana pudding? pudding?
3: For sure. Peach carbon. Peach carbon, yeah. chocolate cake, lemon cake, the whole line. Man, I need to get on down there. When you said that, that's in Oaktown? Mm-hmm. I need to go
1: on down there. My you buddy. have your own line of cannabis. Doty. 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 Pre-rolls.
3: Yep. Infused diamond, diamond infused
1: pre-rolls?
3: Yeah. Infused, diamond, diamond-infused pre-rolls. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Blow like a champ. <laughs>
1: this man here, hold on. <laughs> this man got <laughs> blenders, pre-rolls. He got a tequila. He got cleats. He got a clothing line.
3: Yeah. I'm trying to do some little shit. Little? Yeah. But the thing is, man, yeah, realistically, I'm as, as silly as it sounds, it ain't for me. You know what I mean? What it's for is for, you know what I mean, the younger generation who in it. Like, right. It can be done. You know what I mean? I like that. I got this friend. I like to press play. You get an idea, you press play on it. Let it come to life. Most you can say is, it didn't work out. Right. And at the end of the day, if you don't never try shit, you don't never know. You don't know if it could have worked. You don't. So I tried. I see how it go. Real
1: talk. What age did you start smoking weed?
3: What age did I start smoking weed? So it, damn, when we live, when Dame lived with us? Dang came and stayed with us about. You talk about Dame time. Lillard, right? Nah, nah, nah. Dame down the but street. But you but he down the street. Yeah, Dame down the street. Uh my cousin Dame. Uh he came to live with uh, probably like eighth, ninth grade. That was when I first tried it. But getting into it, you know what I mean? When I f when I figured out how, how it was helping me, you feel me, recover and get my body right, it was probably uh Started really blowing heavy, probably like uh, in the senior year of high school. Have you talked to
1: Commissioner, have you talked to anybody about the benefits of cannabis? Because I know Ricky Waters got it, Ricky, Ricky Waters, Ricky Williams got in trouble. Uh, there have been a lot of guys that's lost some game checks, some suspend you know, suspended lost for, entire yes. And now the, you see the turn towards marijuana that it's not the stigma right. it once was. Right. Have you been, have you talked to anybody in the NFL office? Hey, let me. Y'all need to do some more research on this thing well, not to because that. I think there are more benefit than than downside.
3: Well, not to that extent, but I mean, you know, I've been in a program a few times and, yeah, you know, I mean, I had to, you know, I mean, tell my my side of the story, right. whatever the case may be, and so I mean, from from that angle, and then you know, dealing with uh, you know, the trainers in the league. More so, because they want to know, okay, so what do you do? Because they want to figure out how you go out here and run the way you run and then be able to do it again, you know what I mean, week in and week out. Right. And, I mean, you know, as we start, you know, you kind of want to hold it from then. It's like, all right, well, look, man, this is what I do. I get out and I blow me some bud, you know feel me? Put me in a relaxed state of mind, you feel me? So then when I go and do, you know what I mean, my body work, massages when I'm in the flow tank, whether I'm doing, you know, ice baths, I mean, just all the shit, it just put me in a state of mind of where I'm psyching myself out, you know, what I mean mind over matter type shit. And you know what I mean, for the career, it's like you have windows. You know what I mean, and as long as you keep it within those windows, then you, you know, you be all right. Right. So I mean, just just that type of mindset, it helped. And then, you know, those windows when you have to turn it down, yeah, I mean, you're not, I'm not in a position where I'm, where I'm banging them and, and, and my recovery time, I don't have to be, you know, feel me here. So it's like, okay, i can cool on this and I can, you know, indulge more into getting into the swimming pool. You know, I mean, band workouts or whatever, because like I said, even with, with that mindset, you know, feel me, I'm trying to last not come in last. Right. I know I need to take care of my body. Right. So how do I, you know I mean, maintain that? Right. So that one, You that one, played so. a
1: very physical style of football, which is not conducive for lasting. Right. I mean, you look at the guys that played the style. I'm old enough to remember Earl Campbell. <laughs> I was a kid with Earl Campbell, and he played a very similar style. And after about seven, eight years, he just couldn't take it. How were you able to bang like that, game in and game out, year in and year out, and do it over and over again? beast? <laughs>
3: Man, it was like I said, it was a it was extensive, uh, an extensive recovery process. And then what helped was I found out like a lot of, you know, I mean, this is when you get into, you know, DB started getting a lot of money where they was turning. You know, I mean, I'm gonna make a business decision, okay, a business decisions. So it wasn't as you know, I mean, I was, you know, taking more hits than I was giving. So when you on the, you know, the, the receiving end of getting hit, that's, you know I mean, that's when you really feel it. But when you giving it, you don't feel it as much. And then, you know, like I said, that 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 dopamine, and protons and neutrons, that that shit <laughs> releases releasing in your brain, it, I think that shit help as well. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, I mean, there's it more of it, a it, it scientific reason right. for this. And the more I think about it, it was like the harder I ran, the better I felt after the game.
1: Did you go into the game trying to make people turn it down? Did you know that you could break someone's will? Because that's what football is. And it's in it's at its core, it's about breaking a man. It's about intimidation. It's about breaking another man's will. Because I've got to move a man against his will. That's you true. got to move that D line. You got to get him up off that plot of land. That's you got true. to get that backer up out of, off off your beast.
3: And that's real talk. And I mean, you know, that the, the mindset was more so like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you can hit me once, you can hit me twice. But is you gonna wanna do that shit for four quarters? And nine times Thirty
1: times a game.
3: Nine times out of ten, they don't want that. Nine times out of ten, defensive uh guys do not want that.
1: Well you a talker. Did you did you did you toss back, hey, you you soft, you you don't want none of this. Nah. No. Nope. Even if they talked to you, you didn't say anything.
3: Because they knew what was up with me. <laughs> you know, you had guys that would try with me and they fell it. And then it's, oh, respect, respect, big dog. <laughs> I mean, it was more about, you know what I mean? Don't talk about it. Be about it. Right. If you talking shit to me, then you know for a fact then we got to bang. Yeah. We have to, because there ain't no way around that. Right. So we, now you looking for it. We got to have You don't
1: talk. You, I'm looking for you now. I'm going to go out of my way to fire you. I might got a five-yard gain over here, but if I see you, I'm going to get that five
3: through you. I'm going to come and take two. <laughs> I take two just to hit your ass. Because the next time, it's going to turn into seven. it it was chess right it was chess and i was playing it against him
1: we went from normal life healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or b cell all the saint jude team came up to get cj via ambulance shortly after that i noticed a rainbow it meant that there was hope we were driving into
0: hope to have hope is to have your child healthy and we have that because of saint jude you can help kids fight childhood cancer Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
4: A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait!
0: Did we just invent
4: California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
0: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.